Good evening. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. They call me Stepney. I'm joined by Nena and Deborah. Um, welcome. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. It's great to have you on. Um, I have to apologize because I've, I've kept these these lovely ladies waiting for me um, while I finish work and they've, they've, they've been, you know, able no, to, no. to continue. But Thank welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us and for the invitation to be on your show. Uh, it's like I said, it's, it's great. So we're in three different time zones. Is that correct? Absolutely, we are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a first for me. Okay, so this is a this is a behind the scenes first. We're in three different time zones. Um, Nena, why don't you tell us where you are and a little bit about who you are? Okay, thank you. So I am in United Arab Emirates. It's pretty late in the evening, ten thirty here locally. And who am I? I am. I, I'd like to introduce myself as a working mom of two to start with, and then to say that I'm a um, project management and quality assurance professional for the past 20 plus years. And since last two years, I can say I'm somewhat of a filmmaker, one way or the other, and involved in the film industry through and because of my older daughter, who is an actress and needs obviously parental support in this world so that's how the whole thing started which is how i met deborah and then she will <laughs> tell you how we met and what is our connection in a different time zone we actually never met in person just to say this oh wow <laughs> yeah, very interesting <laughs> hey, right, Deborah, so what, what about you <laughs> I am speaking all the way in Brazil in the tropical country. It's 3.30 p.m. for me right now. And I'm an actress. I have experience in film, new media, and theater. I play Elena on The Insiders, which is the movie that Nana invited me to join, which was an exciting process because it was my first time that I was invited to join a process that I didn't have to audition or anything. And we met through Twitter. I actually met Calista, her daughter, which is our lead in the movie first. And then she reached out to me. I believe the movie was completely done or pretty close to be done. And she said, hey, Deborah, would you want to step in and play the role of Valina? And I said, absolutely. So I recorded my scenes all the way in Brazil, sent it in all the way in Abu Dhabi. And here we are. <laughs> you know what? This is... Um... This is this is this is um, something that's happening. Well, I've seen it happen twice now. Um, okay. Where nobody's met, and yet you still no, managed no. to film something and, oh, yeah. and and get it out there. That's that's amazing. Um, yeah. Deborah, how did how did um, how did that come about? So, did you film it all yourself? Did you get somebody to film it for you? Tell tell me a bit more. I filmed it all myself um, on my phone, my dear phone that I've had for so long, actually, has <laughs> in all sorts of auditions and things. And I filmed it and then I sent to the director and then Nena approved it as well. And that was what I did. I did it all by myself and we made this collaboration work. Outside of that, we also have a work of nine different nationalities. 
So it's a very international project. <laughs> yeah. And and then uh, let's go back to you because this is I suppose this is all your idea. So yeah, the, the too much was, yeah. The idea was two things. It was COVID, as so many people start their stories. It was COVID time, and then people. But it's true, you know, people were not having jobs and not having works. And uh, Kalista, my daughter, she um, had an agent in in UK. She still has an agent, but I'm not sure in time. Are we talking about the same one or not anymore? In any case, people met, you know, people meet through agencies a lot and people form friendship in that respect. So we were having like friendship with people from the agency. And to me, um, I kind of thought of an idea. Why don't we try to make a movie that the principal photography would be here in UAE with Kalista, which I can manage and I can get the crew and everything. We can manage the, the physical part of it. And you guys and the two people that I that, that I'm talking about actually ended up being three people are in UK in London. I said you guys do your recordings, and then we had to create the story that the, the recordings would work. So who are these people? They have to be on Zoom. So then the story was okay. So you are on Zoom. She's live. She's in 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 a house. So then we build the story to make it you know viable, and that's what happened basically. The people recorded. They send them in in the editing room. It ended up being on Zoom. Um, Deborah was kind enough to do a voice for for another character that was required in a movie. And as as she mentioned earlier, we met through, through Twitter. And I tend to um, somehow get involved with people in a sense that I trust them and like them, and I feel that this is something that we can do, you know, collaboration with. I don't, I don't. Think that you need to necessarily have a family member or know a person live in order to work with them. So that's what we did. And that's how the movie was born. We had a you great time though. You know, that's that's it's an interesting thing because again, like I said, this is this is something that has come up a, at least one other time in, in this sort of scenario, but it's something that comes up um, when I speak to people after the camera goes off and after we stop recording. Um, everybody is sort of saying there's enough of us out there that we can just connect with different people and put right, something together yeah. and make it work. And it, it's yeah. usually, like I said, the, the results of the last one were fantastic and it's had like, you know, some great reviews and it, like in your sort of one, it's it, yours was done via Zoom and his was done yeah. via a telephone. So it looked no, like it was, yeah. yeah, so it's very, very similar. But Actually, she has a role on the telephone. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think that you like the experience, right? You, you felt that. I remember when you first saw the movie, you're like, "Oh my god, I'm you know, I'm there, I'm part of it." You, yeah. I don't think it was tangible before you saw it on on the screen, right? Yes, it was a very shocking experience. I always have butterflies in my stomach when I either see myself or I hear my voice or just see my name in the credits at the end of of a movie, and it was just so exciting because I think the movie. If you think about it, doing the way that it was done, you would expect it to be super, I don't know, immature or anything like that. And it's, in my opinion, it's so such a professional movie. It's such a professional thing. And it was done so well. And I had never seen that. And I remember looking at that and be like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm in a Hollywood movie right now. And you can hear my voice. And that's me. And then you see my name. You know, it's me. It was such an amazing experience for me. I just I just loved it every second of it. It's fantastic to hear you say that. And again, like I said, these these connections are stuff that will um, help build 
greater connections between you between yourselves and you know other people that you're going to be working with um because you've got the talent and that's 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 evident is um you've got a talent to film yourself and and get that right and get what Nena wanted um exactly and then uh Nena's got the talent to then put it all together and you know do the editing styles of of, of everything and then you've got to go back in there and then do another voice for another character so um it's come together very very well and um I can't wait to see it because I haven't seen it yet I haven't seen it yet yeah, well, you will love it. I promise you, you will love it. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's all I will say. <laughs> but you will love it. I promise you. <laughs> um, what was life like behind the scenes for you guys? So um, this is a bit of a, a difficult one because obviously you guys have never met and you guys are doing your own bits in different time zones in different countries. Um, I'll ask about this project and then we'll talk about other projects as well. But what has life been like behind the scenes on this project for you? How did you find it? Should I go? Yeah, no, no, yes, yes, please, sorry. Well, for me, because it involves so many moving pieces, so to say, and I'm a little bit of a planning freak. I think planning is usually my middle name. So for me, it was all about making the plans right and thinking at least three, if not five steps ahead to make sure that on the day, because we literally had one day to shoot from morning to evening, that we have all the pieces in place. So I had to constantly think about, okay, so do we have the recording in 10 days and do we do a table read? Do we do um, like a dry run or what do we have to do? So on the day when the crew is here and we have only that day, everything you know just falls into place. So for me, it was just that part to make everything organized, planned and make it work. In, obviously, in the background, because the movie was constructed in a way that it's a COVID, it's not just that it was a COVID baby, but it was about COVID situation and thematics. Then it was, for me as a producer, was about trying to place it and which festivals to go to. So I, I think even with you, Deborah, if I'm not mistaken, we were just, talking in a group chat, you know, who wants or who thinks which festivals we should approach and... It was, I think, a lot of the teamwork involved to make to make sure that everybody feels heard, that everybody feels um, um, taken in consideration. I didn't want to make all the decisions on my own. I've given everybody an opportunity to give their inputs, which festivals to use, um, how even I remember Deborah. If, I don't know if you remember when we were doing the. Um, the poster we were doing you know a few rounds of posters so who likes what do you like the red letters do you like the white red white letters so for me it was about including people planning and organizing and trying to make this thing happen and i've never done a movie so after that we had a movie so it's again working collaboratively on, on a project like this so i suppose um that's the feel that you wanted you wanted everybody to feel like it's, it's their project too i guess yeah, I think that was, yeah, I think it was like that. Deborah, do you feel that it was a joint project rather than just a one-man person, one-man band? Absolutely. That's one of my favorite parts about the movie and about being involved because it was such a collaborative process. It wasn't just as it was, it was filmed differently. For example, you do your part, then you send, and you do your part and you send, and then you don't have any say in the movie. Everybody had a voice. Everybody had a set. 
even in the character, maybe, you know, oh, I think I like this way that I think the character should say this in this way, meaning this or meaning that and very open to ideas. And then after that, we're also helping each other, for example, as Anna said, with the festivals, with the posters. So it was a collaborative movie. And I love that so much because I don't see it happening often. You know, more often you're just there, you do your part, for example, me as an actress, I just do my part as an actress and then I don't get to say anything else. But this one was a really much of, it felt like Nana wanted us to look at that movie and see a part of ourselves represented in that in a positive way. And I think that was just amazing. Oh, and, thank and, you. And how did you, Deborah, how did you find life behind the scenes? So as a one man show, or one person show putting this all together yourself you know your, just your scenes how did you find that how was that experience for you it was a very crazy experience but it was also really interesting so you know as covid made many things this was one of the positive things that covid brought which is actually a funny paradox because the movie is about the sad part of covid and now i'm talking about a fun part of covid but it was because it open the doors to actors about remote filming and then, you know, self-taping and all of that. So I was used to that. And then during the time of COVID, I realized, you know, I don't need to be exactly, let's say, in Hollywood. I don't need to be exactly in L.A. or London or Vancouver in order to be an actress. You can do something from home, which, of course, you also have to be careful with that because the Internet nowadays is really dangerous. I had the pleasure to meet Nana and be a great experience. But unfortunately, it's not always like that. And then behind the scenes, it was crazy because at the same time I thought, okay, so I have to do this and then I have to send it to Nana, but when are they planning? And then for example, let's say a date for her is yet, for example, today for her is yesterday for me. Sometimes we have chat and then texted me like, hey, good morning. And I'm like, I haven't even gone to sleep yet, but good morning. So <laughs> the schedule and trying to fit everything and making sure oh, that yeah. it that it was a good thing. And of course, you know, there's a difference. For example, I film in my phone in Brazil and then she has a different equipment in Abu Dhabi, you know, with that work. So it, it was a crazy, but a fun, crazy process. It's, uh, it's, it's always interesting to hear how these, how, these, how these projects come together. And um, it's always good to hear different sides of the project, if you see what I mean. So um, then I've got your side, which is, you know, putting everything together, getting the idea out there, contacting people and, and making those initial connections. Uh, Deborah, I've got I've got what you're saying is um taking that risk, you know, taking that leap of going, okay, um I, I like the sound of this project. Um I'm gonna give it a go. There are, as you said, there are dangers on the internet and, and things that we all need to be be aware of when we're when we're reaching out and connecting with people. But you took that risk and um that risk has seemed to have paid off because you, like I said, you felt a part of this project, which is what anybody wants. Absolutely, yeah. it was a, a risk that was really worth it, and I am really proud that I did that. I'm really happy that yeah, I took that risk, and I said, you know what, I think I'm gonna go for it, and let's see where it leads. And it led to a, an amazing project and a wonderful piece, and wonderful people as well. Plus. Let's not forget, Deborah, we actually didn't discuss this recently, but um, something else actually was born out of the insiders. It's yes. The, 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 the series that we started, we should actually continue. Stephen, we, don't, we didn't mention it. So then once we figured that we can do this, the remote remoting, uh, recording, so then I said, so I, I came up with an idea of Deborah 
and my daughter Kalista and a third artist who is in London. She's the closest to you. She's in the same town, uh, time zone as you. I proposed to them if they would like to do um, a scene where they would have a, not a dialogue, but a trialogue between three people, but they would just remote, remotely record their pieces and then I would edit them together. And I showed them the script. They liked it. They thought it was funny. Uh, and they had the liberty to portray the characters the way they wanted. Deborah did an amazing job in portraying a slightly mean girl, if I can say. And she was really amazing. And she is an amazing actress. I keep telling her all the time. And then my daughter was just a typical teen. And then the third actress, Celine, she actually portrayed like, how can I say this? Not to sound politically incorrect, like a, a, a blonde girl, so to say. <laughs> she does very well. And and we posted on what? On Twitter? I think we posted on Twitter and we posted on Instagram. It, it, it came with some great reviews. So we did episode two and then we kind of fell apart. I think the, the beginning of the year was not a good time for anybody, so we didn't continue. But I still feel it's, a, it's a something that we could continue as well because the three characters and the chemistry between them works very well. And, and again, it's recorded remotely, just edited together. You know what, you should pick it up. You should definitely try and pick it up. I mean, like I said, there's a there's a big market for it in, in terms of in terms of these these, content, these yeah. and content and stuff like that. And um doing it remotely just, just makes it even more interesting because when you put out that message and people hear it, they it instantly picks up people go, hmm, I wanna I wanna I wanna see how that how that works out. And yeah, um yeah. yeah, there's 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 good interest in it. Pick it up, definitely should. Yeah, the, the thing that I have a problem is that I don't have that many ideas. I'm not, I'm not a screenwriter. So I had two good runs of two episodes, and now I'm, I don't have any more ideas. <laughs> so if we come up with an idea, I'm sure the, the ladies will love to do it. Well, that's where the internet is your friend. Yeah. And there are yeah. plenty of screenwriters. And if any screenwriters are watching this, then, you know, get in contact. Um, Please do. Then his details will be in the... Uh, in the blurb, so yeah, get in Tell contact. And next. I do. think that's a lovely idea. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be great to see. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think there'll be people definitely wanting to get in contact with you to to to, to try and help out and you know cross different, even more different time zones and stuff like even that. So more, yeah, that would be cool. That would be actually cool because when you think about it, so Brazil, UK, and UAE, and the three ladies recorded their their bits and then you know you just edit in sequence and it looks like and for some reason Deborah you're aware of it right and we did not plan for this you all had similar background like you have now like beige and yes what Stephen it looked as if they were in the same room the final edit and this was not planned we figured we didn't want to do it like that we just wanted it to, that it looks like you guys were talking to each other regardless of where you were but it came back to the fact that you all had the beige background and you looked as if you were in the same room. So it was good. Great minds think alike. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna ask this one for you, Deborah, and then I'll okay. ask Mina. Um, what setbacks did you experience while doing this and, um, and how did you deal with them? Um, you know, I think the time zone is a really, strong one 
Um, and I think creating as well. So for both the insiders and then the multinationals, I, I want to jump into it. The creation of the character is always something that I really enjoy doing. And I have a lot of fun with it, but sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming as you're trying to understand where I feel as an actress, where I feel like the character should go. And then you have the director think the character should go and where the producer thinks the, the character should go. And you're just having to put it all together and basically have just a bunch of lots of ideas and you have to combine them all and make sure that the character, you know, everybody agrees with the character and it's going the right direction. And again, they're, they're both opposite characters. You know, if I get Elena and if I get Blair, which is the one that I play in Motion Action Trilogue, they're complete opposites. And even Blair is completely opposite of who I am in, in real life. So I think just finding this combination of agreeing where the character should be, who the character is, and how the best way to portray it so everybody who's watching it can also understand, you know, all the behind the scenes process that we did, that you can see it when, when performing. I think that was like the, the biggest one. And I'm going to pose the same question to you, Nana. What what sort of setbacks did you did you come across, and and how did you overcome them? I would tend to agree with Deborah. It's it's mainly about getting the timings right, getting everybody's availability. Sometimes the time zone doesn't work. Sometimes the day doesn't work. You obviously want to give people chance to 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 do like a rehearsal before you you send them off to you know. So I actually don't know if other people who record remotely do they do table reads, but we did that, right? Deborah, you guys had yes. two or three rehearsals to kind of get the feeling of each other's, you know, so how to bounce off the characters. Mm -hmm. So just to, again, planning, 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 just to organize everything, to set everything up. I didn't have a role in the rehearsal, but I was the one organizing and checking everybody's timing, availability, work, school, college, you know, everybody has a life. So, and, and the three of them do come from the different, you know, backgrounds in that respect. So then that was the setback. But I think once you remove that and when you are a little bit, you know, and know how to relax and, and everything will work out in the end, then yeah, everything works out in the end. And you know what, it's because obviously I'm not, so, I'm not someone that's been a director. I mean, I've, I've done self tapes for the kids and stuff like that um i'm no good you with the are camera. Director, then, let me tell you if you've done self tapes with kids you are the director i, I think you should see them first they're not that great <laughs> okay i do my best but you know um it's 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 always i find it interesting and very fascinating because when i, when I whenever i've seen a director and somebody uh, getting across their vision of what they want um it's always great to see the balance of people who take on board what the direction they get in um to those that feel that they can just be a bit more creative with with the with their own influence if you see what i mean um deborah how did you get that across how did you get your own personality and your and your vision um knowing that you wanted to make it right for what nena's vision is and and, and how did you get your personality across mm -hmm. um it was a really safe space for creativity and I'm really thankful for that. And I'm, I'm really thankful that Nana herself, when she reached out to me, she was like, you know, here's kind of the vibe of the character, but whatever you feel safe or more comfortable doing, feel free to do so. 
And I think that's really important and that really helps a lot. And then when it comes to acting more, for example, with Blair, I did more of a personality because that's just really different for me. It's it's a complicated job. I don't think people understand how much work behind the scenes it goes and how much study you have to do in order to put a character on screen and bring a character mm -hmm. to life. And sometimes it's interesting to cross the paths of what I think as a person and what I think the character thinks as well. But sometimes it's really important to separate both of them. And then it can be hard sometimes. It, it, both of them can be hard. You portraying yourself, but not, not yourself, but similar to yourself and completely drifting those two apart. So I think having a safe space for creativity, it's really, really important and it helps a lot. And it helps you clearly see, as I said before, where is the story going? Where is the character going? Is everyone on board? Because the story is as much of the director as it of the writers, as it's of the producers, as it's of the actors. So getting everybody together and understanding this and having a free space to create and to have the conversations and to be okay with giving ideas and all of that, it's really, really important. And and Nana, for yourself, I mean, you've obviously given people, given your actresses, the uh, the freedom to do that. And 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 how has that been for you? Were you were you? Is it something that you actively wanted? I mean, you you have talked about it a bit, but um, what if it didn't go as as to plan? You know, what would you have stepped in? Um, to be honest, since all of them are training, acting, and uh, you know, working on their craft, I wasn't even thinking that I was qualified to tell them anything. I gave them the idea of what the story should convey as a message, and the three characters was always supposed to be very different. That was the the, the starting point and the finishing point, and then they took all of their training and experience and 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 mirror whatever they've seen out there and they have brought you know the soul of the character by themselves i think this was this is how it was deborah this is how i remember it at least because the idea was one is mean the other is very good and the third is in the middle and then you guys you know go with it and however you and and then I, i'm telling you they did such an amazing job i mean it's really really fun to watch deborah i always loved your your blair you know that <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I, I I wouldn't wouldn't really say that I I I may have given pointers, but I don't think it was to correct you guys. It was more to again maybe initiate more conversation between the three of you. Yeah. And what would you say? Um, what would you say you've learned from this experience? What what? Let's go with Nana. What? Because this is we'll talk to you first. Because this is your project. What have you learned from this experience? Because you're you're like Deborah. I guess you're you're new to this. You're new to this industry. So what 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 have you learned from the two projects that we did? I learned that you will make friends and you will make enemies same way. You will not get along with everybody. Originally, you may think you will, but it will not happen, unfortunately. Uh, but that's also okay. That's also okay. Um, you come out of the process for sure richer for, for experience, richer for some connections. And whatever was not supposed to work out doesn't work out. But that's also fine. Um, I think I was talking to somebody recently and I was kind of trying to downplay and say, it's a short movie, it's just, you know, 
won a few awards, nothing much, monthly awards, things like that. And they said, no, you made a movie. So I'm like, well, actually, yeah, we made a movie. So um, I think it's an accomplishment for sure. And I've learned that obviously it can be done. We learned a lot of lessons, I think, Deborah. We learned that editing could take forever, which is not something that I liked, but I had to cope with, you know? Um, we also learned that sound also is not perfect all the time, but then you have to go back more than once and try to fix it. So we learned, I feel we learned, I can say for myself, I learned a lot of technical stuff. I've learned a lot of personal stuff um, in a sense of relationships. And as I say, my life is richer for some people in my life. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that as well. Excellent. And Deborah, what, what, what did you learn from this experience? What was, uh, what did you learn? Uh, I agree with everything that Nate said. And I also learned that I'm capable of things. You know, as I said, the internet can be dangerous, but it can give you lots of opportunities. You know, as I said, I met Nana on Twitter and just broadly speaking about Twitter, I've been able to connect with lots of actors and directors and producers and other people. So it just made me feel like I'm capable. So I come from a hard working family from a simple background in Brazil in the countryside. So acting here is not exactly, for example, not super easy or achievable and all of that. But it showed me that I am capable, you know, I can do something. I don't need to always rely on people. Acting has a lot of relying on other people. For example, you've got to wait for the casting director to give you the audition request for the interview audition, and then they have to pick you. So there's a lot of things that don't go in our control. And I realized that I can control a lot of things and I can achieve a lot of things if I believe in myself. And then, as Anna said, when you make friends and you make nice people that either have the same goal as you or just want to create, like you want to create, it's lovely. But it's also really important, as Anna said, again, you will not get along with everyone. And it's not always, not always personal. It's not always because maybe you're a bad person or anything like that. It's just life, you know, life is life. And sometimes you get along with people, sometimes you don't. Sometimes things work out perfectly, sometimes they don't. Sometimes something you thought would take 30 seconds takes 30 days, right. you know? It's, yeah. You know, have to accept that as it is so i think it was really a learnable experience in many many areas uh, deborah i'm just going to ask so because i know this is one that will um that come up a lot and i mean when i when i say comes up a lot just in everyday life um how do you react to people that you don't get along with you know for whatever reasons personality clash whatever how, if you have to work with somebody like that how do you how do you cope with it I believe respect is, is the foundation of everything. So as long as you have respect, for example, for the person's work and that they're doing their job and they're there to do their job, I think it's possible for you to get along. Um, I'm not a person that likes to fight or confront people. So as I said, respect, as long as you're, you're in a place where you respect people and you understand that, then things can work well. And I think it also comes a lot from you understanding who you are and you understand that there is nothing wrong with you. It's not personal. Uh, people have other lives. You know, they have sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, say not getting along. Maybe you 
you meet someone on a day that they're just not on a good day and then you think it's about you but no people have people have their lives it's not always about us it's not always about you and just respect people respect their space respect their opinions as much as you can of course you know sometimes that can be debatable but just respect people and i think that's that's the best thing i don't think there's much to say besides that and then what about you that's um what was the question again how do you get along with people that you get don't get along with yes yeah personality clashes well we definitely need to always try to avoid conflict as deborah is saying because if we're talking about working relationship in the end if you have to finish the work you have to finish the work so just minimizing the conflict you know listening to the other side trying to get at least halfway if you know and and i mean meeting halfway the, meeting the person halfway and just continuing with the work as, as deborah said it's not personal you may have clash of opinions you just don't see things in the in the same way but we have to finish this job this project whatever this initiative so let's just get it done and then we don't have to be friends we are not related we can just you know shake our hand and that's what it is it's you know what it's it's an interesting one because um Deborah you touched on it and then Nina you you touched on it as well and um the respect has to be there for for both of you you know you you you, you both need to have that that level of respect of just going right what, what are we here to do we're here to achieve something um, right. that, that respect should help you achieve what you need to achieve and i suppose if 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 one doesn't want to achieve what the other wants to achieve and that respect sort of goes doesn't it and it's it's then just a case of well can we continue to work together and and and, and get the job done like you deborah i'm somebody that just believes look um we're not all going to get along in it and it's it's fine it's fine it's just the way it is um nlp teaches us that different people um are different ways so some people are very, very expressive and they use their hands and that's how they communicate with people. And some people may take that as somebody being over the top. And some people are um, very visual. Some people are very, um, you know, there's there's different different types of people. And it's understanding, I suppose, it's understanding the person that you're dealing with and knowing how to deal with them that makes that makes that, that whole transition a bit a bit a bit easier. So um, yeah, it's it can be a bit of a difficult one, but it's it's interesting to always hear what people think about that and, and and how to deal with those sort of situations. So good advice, good advice. Um, I would like to know uh, what you both think of the industry. So, you know, you, you're, I suppose, Nene, you're relatively new to it and Deborah, as a training actress, you're, you're, you're relatively new to it as well. Um, what do you think of the industry, Nena? Well, I may not have enough input, but the little, the things, I mean, Mainly I'm coming from the position of being a mom of a young actress and, and for, well, for better or worse, we live in this part of the world and there's not many opportunities here for, let's say, renowned productions. It's more of a different type of work, more commercials, I would say. But the thing that I've noticed, and, and I remember you touched with that, I think with Patricia as well, the difference between the US and the UK because my daughter Kalista, she had some connections with US and she's having obviously connections with UK for acting. And then I noticed a lot of differences in the industry saying requirements for headshots, 
requirements for showreels, um, requirements for what is a good experience, what is not. One will tell you no way you should put an extra or a supporting actor on your CV. The other will say put any work on your CV because that work will get you maybe a bigger role. So this is something that I've noticed um, as being a complete you know, novice in the industry. There is a lot of differences depending on where you want to work or where your work may be you know, placed. So I'm still juggling and trying to understand and collecting all the differences and trying to do the right thing and support uh, Kalista in the right way. And then the other thing, I don't know if it's answering a question or not, is the, I think everybody's saying this nowadays, oh, since COVID, we all moved to self-tapes, the world is opening. I hope it's true because that will also give opportunity to Deborah where she's at and to Kalista where we are at. So the actors around the world are hopefully getting more and more chances. This is, this is a good thing, I'm hoping. And yeah, that's it for now. That's it for now, in my opinion. Thank you. And Deborah, what do you think of the industry so far? So far in your in your career? Um, I have I I agree with Nana when she talks about the world opening up with self-tapes. And I think we have actually evolved a lot in that. Uh, you know, with COVID, your self-tapes. Nowadays, for example, I'll talk about me. I have auditioned for projects that one day I could only dream of, and that's because of the ability to self-tape. But I think we still have a long way to go. I think the industry still has a lot of things to involve. As for example, I'm in Brazil. Sometimes you reach out to casting directors or something, and then they say, oh, you can't audition because you're in another country. Or for example, that limit to you not being physically in the country already. For example, for immigrants, the visa issue, you know, a lot, for example, it's uh, it's something in the industry that I think people should involve more. Just be open-minded, you know, you have the ability to give actors a chance to self-tape. So let the people from the world self-tape, not just the ones that are already in the country, you know, just help people get um, opportunities. And But overall, I think the industry, as Nana also said, it has a lot of specifics to it. You know, the UK is a way, the United States is, is different, Brazil is different, Australia is different, you know, whatever country it is, it's it's really different. And as actors, not just we have to adapt to characters, but we have to adapt to what the industry requires of us. And I think basically, you know, that would be that. I think that I like the industry. I'm gonna be honest. You know, I said a lot of down points, but I like the industry. I like the acting industry and business and all of that. But I think we also have a lot to improve on and to involve as well. It's, Deborah, it's interesting because um, I usually ask people how they feel the industry can improve. Um, and uh, both of you have touched on uh, certain things in terms of uh, being able to record yourself tape and then send it off and then you know getting visas or whatever to travel places so um, you touched on a few things it's always good to hear a wider spectrum um so Deborah, how can the industry improve in in, in your eyes let's feel like if you want to go into a bit more detail yes absolutely so i think this one is actually something that i was talking to nana before so we're thinking about possible markets so you know there's the industry market in the United States, there's the industry market in Canada, there is the United Kingdom and all of that. And then as we're both immigrants, you know, to these countries, then we would require visas and all of that. And then me and Kaliste, uh, 
Hernana's daughter, we have been through, you know, when we were agent hunting, all of the time, the thing was always, oh, do you have a visa? Or, oh, I can't represent you because what if you get an audition and then you, you can't come here or, or anything like that. So I would say what I would like the industry to improve on is be more open-minded. For example, as I said, self-tapes. You know, I can completely audition for any project as I am right now here in Brazil. You know, I can film myself and I can self-tape. And I would like to be seen by other people, you know, outside of the limits of my country and all of that. But it's still something that people are slowly evolving. We have been seeing worldwide casting calls more often. I think that would something. And then there's another one which... It's kind of funny, kind of. Um, there's a typecast. So for the people who don't know what a typecast is, it's for example, someone look at you. What can you play? Can you be the girl next door? Are you the psychopath? Are you the funny coworker? And I feel like I understand why they, they happen. I understand why where they come from and why they're necessary. But I also feel like they limit the actor's creative choice to a bigger level. And then again, Jumping on the fact, because I, you know, something I, I cannot ignore. No, I'm Brazilian, so being from Latin America, and I think Jenna Ortega jumped on that topic once. There are a lot of a lot of characters out there. Like, for example, their whole personality is simply being from Latin America. Like they're not funny or you know mean or anything like that. They're you know Latinos. So I think the typecast is something that I think the industry should improve on because it's about it's a creative industry. So we should be able to create, not be limited. And I feel like that's what either, you know, the two points that I mentioned do a lot. They limit us a lot in a career that should be limitless. I totally agree. Um, it should be limitless and you should be able to. Uh, I, 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 I do believe and I've talked about it in previous ones and stuff that you'll see come up and over the over the weeks and stuff is. Um, it's a risk. Everything is a risk and more risk. This is a risk industry um, and more risk should be taken. Um, more risk in terms of how you are cast for a particular role. Um, just because somebody looks like they may be perfect for, you know, the girl next door, as you say, or whatever, um, doesn't make them the right person for the for the particular role. Give them the, give them the crazy psycho role for, you know, for get them out of their comfort zone and, and see what that, that actor or actress can do to, to be the best them. Yeah. And that's what it's about. It's about taking those risks. Um, Nana, what about you? In your short time, how would you, what, what sort of things would you improve? Um, I'm, I'm a little bit biased here when I say this and um, because I'm personally very passionate about environmental protection and sustainability. So I have gone on the ones that I saw available, all the webinars and seminars you can get your hands on regarding sustainable productions. And even the insiders, the project that we did, we've tried to manage it in a way that it's as sustainable as possible regarding the usage of material, recycling and all that. This is something that I see, well, especially in the part of the world that we live in, um, it's still in its very beginnings. I know that maybe some more advanced part of the world regarding sustainable productions are, you know, higher up. But here in the UAE, we are at the very beginning, I think, and it's an area where we can really, really grow. I'm personally passionate about it. And I think that 
it's not that hard. It's again about planning, about thinking ahead. You know, what are we doing? What are the steps? What are we going to do with this waste? What are we going to do with this, you know, bottle? And what are we going to do with this paper at the end of the production? So it's not that simple. I just simplified it for the for the discussion. But um, this is something that I would love to see industry thinking a lot more. And I read so many articles and movie movies actually saving millions of money just because they had implemented the sustainable, you know, thinking and just waste management. Spider-Man Way Home, um, I think they've saved like half a million pounds or dollars just because they've done the waste management program and they didn't dump all the waste and paid for the dumpage of the waste, but they the, the, the materials were reused. So this is something that I think the industry has a space to grow. Um, waste, waste is one of those things, um, even in my day-to-day -day work, I talk about waste a lot in terms of oh, um, there's, there's something cool. called Lean Sigma. And um, it's interesting because Lean teaches you how to reduce the waste of, of a certain process and a certain project to, to make things more, as you say, it makes it better basically. And you reduce the waste and you reduce your, your carbon footprint and, and, and all those things. And you're more sustainable because you're not just going, oh yes, let's just throw money at this and throw money at that and throw money at this. And then I suppose you're able to, that money that you're saving in, in other areas, you're able to pay people better as well, um, which is what um, some of the things that I've talked to people about in the industry have, uh, have, have spoken about. And it's, um, you know, being fairly paid for their time and, and, and their efforts. And, you know, if you oh, yeah. cut out the waste of money. Yeah, so for example, um, if you save money on, on, as you said, on your proper processes or just on the physical stuff like waste, you can maybe reward people more. So that would be a nice, you know, battle to win. No, definitely. Like I said, it's um, the interesting part for me with um, improving the industry is whether you're new to the industry or in the industry for a long time, everybody says there's room for improvement and but the industry itself doesn't allow for these rooms of improvement they they, they allow for it in 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 minute ways in in certain things but the overall feeling is there's a there's a lot of ways to improve the industry to take it to the next level to take it where it needs to to be able to go yes we know what we've got um deborah in brazil we've got neno in the uae and you guys can do your bits there, you know, whether it's a short film or a feature film or a TV series, you guys can do your bits there without having to travel. And the interaction can still look like it's in one place. You know, it, that reduces your carbon footprint. That re reduces the amount of money that you're spending on traveling with people and equipment. Um, and you're able to do these things. So, yeah, in, I, I like improvement, basically. So I always try and get that question in. <laughs> um what advice would you give yourself if you could go back in time? So if you, it's a bit, we're at different levels here. So, um, but you're both starting your, your careers in the industry, you know, in, in recent times. So what advice would you go back and give yourself if you, you know, yourself just starting up now, um, Deborah? You know, there is a difference between the dream of being an actor and what you think it is from the reality of the business and the industry. And I think that's where I would act most 
to understand what is the requirement as as talk Hatchets, shields, res, res. What are what are those things? For a long time, I had this dream in my head. I thought that I would just, let's say, sit on my couch, and then suddenly an email would pop up from, let's say, I don't know, Steven Spielberg, and then he would say, "Oh, you look like the the actress for the lead role that I that I need," you know. And that's not it. So I would say deal more with reality. And that also touches point in another thing as, you know, reality is reality, life is life, and acting is really uncertain. It's uncertain to the positive point of, you know, I may finish this interview and get an audition right off of my email that, you know, I can change my life, but that can take five years, that can take 10, that may never happen, but life still is going on. You know, I need, you need to understand you know, the reality. And then, I would say the last thing would be to trust myself more, you know, trust my abilities and also understand just because I didn't book the lead role of this big production in my first ever audition, that doesn't mean I suck at acting. That doesn't mean I'm terrible at acting. That's a, a stereotype that many people have. You know, if you're not successful at your ever first ever audition, then you're you're a bad actor. You know, and I, I'm really thankful that I came from the very bottom, let's say, you know, of the industry of understanding the business and then auditioning and doing student films and actual work and, you know, all of these small things to understand that an actor is an actor. You don't need to be a lead role in the Marvel movie to be an actor. No, an actor that's in that position is no less or more of an actor than I am in my position right now. And I think the earlier you understand these things, the more you enjoy the industry, the more you enjoy the journey and it will be good for yourself as well in your mindset. It's, you know what, Exactly that. It's um, you got to have that positive mindset and just know that um, if we look at some of some of your Hollywood actors, for example, who start at forty years old, fifty years old, sixty years old, oh, yeah. um, or have been in the industry for such a long time, just doing small parts, small parts, small parts, and then finally had their 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 Great one job. Yes. Um, if you enjoy it, you keep on doing it, um, and. That's it. The, the, the difficulty with that is uh, making sure you have a good support network behind you um, yeah. and being able to support yourself, more importantly. Um, but it's 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 a beautiful thing when people just go, I do it because I enjoy it. And if you do it because you'll enjoy it every day, every every job will be will be your biggest one. Um, one guy who's um, podcast that you've got to look out for, Martin, he treats every job like it's his last one or it's the best one like this is this is the best project and he's he's a rebellion he likes to do things that um that that you know that challenge him that take him to a different place as an actor and yeah if you, if you get a chance listen to that one um his was brilliant and it's, it's the same sort of things that like you're saying deborah um it's just being able to go you know what I enjoy it. This is what I enjoy doing, and um, I'm not always going to be the main lead, but I, I might get a supporting lead. I might just get two lines in this one. Um, but you enjoy the process, and that's that's fantastic. Um, and then Can I we just get uh, in a second, or was it just me? Sorry. For me, it was just black screen for a second. Maybe it was just me. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, mine was fine. Mine was fine. Okay, um, what advice I have would lost you give the at the end. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. 
there's a way to edit it, there's a way to edit this all together that um I'm, I'm, oh, one of my friends is helping me with so um it, it, it'll all be fine but we won't edit okay, this bit cool. out it's just part and parcel and then what about you um, what advice would you give to yourself going back to two two years or so getting in the getting into the industry I don't know actually I never thought about it um I still I'm, I'm at the beginning there's nothing I don't know actually what advice would I give well one of the things that I definitely would give myself as is, is there's no need to rush things things will happen at their own pace and trust I, I know it's such a cliche and such a corny thing to say trust the process but obviously in the end it all works out there's more than one way to reach the destination. There is not only one route. It doesn't have to be linear. You can, you know, go around the corner. You can go over the hill and you will still reach there wherever you are meant to go. So I think that's that's what I would tell myself. Not to worry and just trust the process. It will happen. It's... Um... I'm going to just go slightly off topic, but I have to get it in. I'm an Arsenal fan, so an Arsenal football fan. And um, for years, we've been trusting the process and um, we're now seeing the, the fruits of that labour. Um, so I've got to get an Arsenal shout out in every couple of my podcasts. Um, but the process is is exactly that. And um, it is a lot of trust and um, a lot of motivation. Um, something that you guys know yeah. that you have to do for yourselves. Um, yeah. What motivates you? Nena, what motivates you? What motivates me? Fun, the fun part of it. It's very different from um, my nine to five job, which is uh, mainly to do with um, papers and reading and just checking things. And then here I get to kind of be more creative and fun and just, I guess, I don't know, once I had a, what do you call it, the, the natal chart, the horoscope done, and the person who did it, she asked me, are you writing? I'm like, no, of course not. And they were like, you should. It's in your natal chart. I'm like, well, I haven't. So now, 10 years after that, I'm writing small scenes for the actresses. So there you go. I guess, um, I guess the, the fact that I still feel that I can give things to the community, to the people around me, even though, you know, maybe it's not my daily job, it's not my vocation, it's not my education, but I'm, you know, venturing into new fields. This is what motivates me, that it's just new things happening around me. You see, now, as, as, as I talked a moment ago about... Um, people starting off the industry in different times and, and, and motivation and stuff like that. Obviously, I, I should have just used you as the example there. You're somebody that's that's coming to the industry um, just two years ago and you're starting off and, and this is this is this is it. This is this is what motivates us. This is what will motivate others. Um, yeah, to start whenever you want. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and that's it. Uh, Deborah, what about you? What 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 motivates you? What is well what, what gets you going? Anytime that I feel down or anything like that, I remember my my version of myself you know, years ago, accomplishing things that of, at a point I could only dream of. For example, doing interview, doing press, having a movie that's winning awards, even speaking English, you know, it used to be just something that I could only dream 
years ago. And then I remember, and I think about how excited I would be if my, let's say my younger version could see myself right now. And that motivates me to, to keep going, you know, this, this passion, this, this happiness, the, the butterflies in the stomach and all of that. And I, I hope to one day, I don't know if I could motivate one person, you know, someone looks at something that I did and feel like, you know what, I think I am capable to, I think, you know, that's, that's it for me. You know, I hope to do something like that today. And if I can spread positivity and hope and inspiration for people, then that's what I want to do. And then I feel like each day in my career, I am progressing more to that goal. You know, I meet new people. I, I'm starting new projects that other may reach to other people. So each day I'm closer and closer to that. And I hope to be inspiring more and more people and making my younger version happier and happier. So that's my biggest, you know, full of motivation. Well, look, that, that's, that's, like I said, that's the beauty of it is um, every story inspires somebody um, and it, all it takes is just one, you know, right. It, right. movie cliches, TV show cliches, whatever they are, just takes one, you know, it's that, that, that one spark. Um, and right. Right. that's what, that's what will happen, Deborah. And then that's what will happen with your stories. That's what will happen with your, with your acting and your directing and, and, and how you put that out there and, and, and tell your stories so that people um understand it uh find it funny find it sad and have an affiliation for it um i'd like to say that you've both done fantastic in 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 your early careers and uh, long may it continue um please do keep on inspiring um yourselves and your loved ones and others around you and um and people that that watch your stuff um i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna say um i'm gonna end on this one and um who I say who why this is a bit of a difficult one no let's let's who would you interview if you had an opportunity to interview somebody who would you interview and why um nena oh my god uh, i i don't know i honestly don't know it doesn't have to be an actor, a director, anybody. It can yeah. be anybody. No, nothing. No, nothing. I mean, only now actors or directors come to mind, and then everybody. I don't know. Um, you know what? I think the person that came to my mind is Goldie Hawn, just because she has a relationship with her daughter, who is an actress. And I follow them both on Instagram and I'm watching their stories and I'm looking at, you know, how they as a family function apart from being famous actresses. So, yeah, I think I would like to exchange a few words with her if possible. Yeah. And Deborah, who would you, who would you like to interview and why? Um, I would like to have a full interview with my grandfather, whose name is Miguel. And because he had just the coolest life story. So he went from being a farmer to them. He had a band in the 60s and then him and two of his friends, they were out competing and he plays instruments. And then after that, you know, he had his fun with the entertainment industry for a while, you know, just local and all of that. And then he played soccer for a while, he played football for a while. 
and then he decided to change careers again and then he started a family and then you know he's just like raising all of us and then here i am and then he Every time Every he tells the story, it's always, always fascinating, fascinating to me to me. love his love. I love to him talk about them. Talk he's about 86, them. by the way. I was still really serious. Small details of his life. I feel like I feel could get my grandfather I would write a book about his entire life. I would and I would publish to the world because it's just fascinating to me. I love him so much. And I would say he's my favorite person in the world as well. So I would definitely like to interview him. <laughs> it's funny because... Um, that question is always, is always, is, for some reason, it throws people because um, you got, you got Deborah on one hand that says, you know what, my grandfather, and you know, like I said, I, I open it up to like whoever you want to interview because it's people will often go, you know what, this person motivated me or inspired me to want to do this particular field of work, and um, more times out of ten, it's, it's usually a family member. It's, it's somebody's just going to them, yeah, you know what, this is my story, and they tell little stories, and and people pick it up and. And for yourself, um, Nena, it's 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 interesting because although you had to think about it, there was there was somebody there, there was somebody there that you follow, which is Goldie Horn and her daughter, and um, and you relate it to to your own yourself yeah. and your daughter, and you know it's, yeah. it's 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 always interesting to to get that question out. Um, I would like to thank you both for joining me this evening, um, and again, my apologies for keeping you waiting. Um, yeah, I, like you, I work daily nine to five and it's never quite nine to five it's more like nine to six seven o'clock in the yeah. evening um, for having it. Yeah. but uh, thank you thank you thank you for joining us um thank you for the invitation no and thank you for having us. <laughs> it was lovely to have you really i really had a great time yeah thank you thank you very much um they call me stepney um this way nena yeah deborah thank you very much for joining me from Two different time zones. We're three different time zones. It's my first yep. three different time zones conversation. Okay. Um, you go. High five. Yeah, there you go. There we go. <laughs> I look forward to your future projects. Um, you will keep me updated of them, of course. And um, of course, at some point, I will get you back on to find out how things are going and everything else. So once again, they call me Stepney. This is behind the scenes. She's been Nena. She's been Deborah. This has been a great show. Take care, everybody. And we shall see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. Oh, I'm having technical difficulties here. Here we go. Let's try this again. Keep waiting.